Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Thank you so much for joining us on this radio show. You're going to hear some real good stuff. Joe Rose Show going to be talking with Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber always giving you good insight, not just on football, but on the New York football scene, which is always important here in South Florida because we have a lot of New Yorkers here. Dan Lebitard, he's always giving us the great insight on Miami because he is Mr. Miami. Then Stephen A. Smith talking with Damian Woody. Oh, man, Lamar Jackson causing ripple waves all over the NFL for so many different reasons. But first, Let's do some headlines. And remember always to get the scoop on the headlines and the day spa. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Two six and six teams do battle tonight as the Cowboys take on the Bears at 820. The Dolphins play the Jets Sunday at 1. The Heat lost to the Celtics yesterday, 112-93. Miami is home against the Wizards tomorrow at 8. Tua Tagovailoa will hold a press conference today concerning his future. The Canes do know that fullback Realist George will leave the team. The Panthers play game three of their nine-game homestand against Columbus Saturday at 7 p.m. Inter-Miami CF will play their first MLS match March 1st in L.A. against LAFC. Their first home match at Fort Lauderdale Stadium will be against the L.A. Galaxy March 14th. And now, oh yeah, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Ah. A British woman has been accused of setting up a medieval duel to the death to win her heart between her husband and her lover. Her husband's now dead, and she is my hot mess of the day. An Ohio sex offender with pothead tattooed on his forehead is wanted by police for not offering a change of address. Should not be too hard to find, but then again, maybe a lot of people in Ohio have pothead tattooed on their face. Ohio police are on the chase of a loose pig. Maybe the pig is just looking for the pothead. A man in England is wanted for damaging cars. How did he damage them? By throwing ferrets at them. Put that man under the jail. A Missouri honey-baked ham store was recently left unlocked on Thanksgiving and a customer went in after hours in need of pies. The individual took two pies while the store was closed but left enough money to cover the cost and a note stating, Happy Thanksgiving, no one was here and we were in desperate need of pies. Left money, took pies, thanks. Give that person the keys to the city. Crows are terrorizing the city of Rochester, Minnesota. Their weapon of choice, poop. Word to the wise, keep your mouths closed. A restaurant serving airplane food will soon open in Malaysia. Their demographic, people who have no other options. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is clear with temperatures dropping into the 60s. It's another first at Hylia Park. It's the first ever National Horse Players Championship qualifier at Champion Simulcast Center and Sports Bar, including $10,000 in prize money. Join us on Sunday, January 12th. Register now at HyliaPark.com. Mornings are always great when you got some Joe. Not just coffee, I'm talking about the Joe Rose Show. Weekdays from 6 to 10 earlier, they caught up with New York Giants legend Tiki Barber and talked about Eli coming back, thoughts on Saquon, 
and Tua to the pros. Now we're going to talk to Tiki Barber, host of Tiki and Tierney on the CBS Radio Network and CBS Sports Network as well, and he'll be on the call for Bengals and Browns on CBS this weekend. Tiki, good morning. Thanks for coming on the show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Tiki, first of all, before we get going on anything, including go Andy Dalton, go get him again this week. Let's see it again. <laughs> hey, uh, so what's it like when you're on TV every day? Like, I, like during the breaks, I can't go three or four minutes without saying the f bomb for something. <laughs> like, how do you do it, man? Well, do you, Do you ever slip hey, and go, "Oh man, I messed up"? You're on TV and radio at the same time. I always wonder about for guys like yeah. you, what's that like? Hey, look, I'm not my brother who dropped one on the like with the Eagles. It, you oh, know, it, it, it's funny, but because we're a radio show, it's it's like the the mics are live still, but they're cut. You know what I mean? It's not like we're a TV show where you always have the mics live, kicking back to the studio. So we're a radio show that kind of pushes it out uh, to the to television. And so it, it, I hear what you're saying. It's it's rough. It's hard. But our breaks are entertaining. I mean, it's it's a reality show. If you if you just if you could film the break of, of our TV show. Oh yeah, I was I'm, gonna say I'm isn't, that when, the, right? yeah, isn't that when the best stuff? Like you'll have somebody on, and you'll go, "What an idiot! I can't believe that <laughs> dumbass said that." Right? Or you're going, "Jeez." That guy's out there. Yeah, no, it's got to be hilarious. You, you should have seen we had Lonzo Ball on, I guess it was two years ago. It was right after he was drafted. And it it might have been the worst interview that we have ever done. Because you couldn't get three <laughs> right. words out of it. Yes, and I, and no. I feel for him because he's yeah. so overshadowed by Exactly. It was worse than that, though. Right. I wasn't even saying yes and no. It was more like grunts. Like, all right, yeah, huh, maybe, huh, I don't know. I mean, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> he was grunting. Nothing, you got, nothing better than a you grunter. You go 20 right? questions in like, one minute, right, you're going, what right. in the hell are we going to say this guy's bad? Hey, we're going to let you go. Maybe you didn't get any sleep last night or something, but you really suck on radio. Yeah, no, it's uh, exactly. it's bad. Hey, I got to ask you, um, you played with him. Eli Manning is back and going to get a start. What, what what are your thoughts, and, and w- w- is the career about over? You think he starts again somewhere else? Because it's I, about I over. Tell you, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a good question, and if you would have asked anyone this question eight, nine weeks ago, they have a different response, because they, they, were, they were ready to be done with Eli. But given the nature of the Giants season this year, this is must-watch for Giants fans, even though we're, we've only won two games this year. It's must-watch for Giants fans, because it's been such a slide, right, with the Daniel Jones, we know that's going to happen. Young quarterbacks, they make a ton of mistakes, and turnovers have been his. Uh, the Giants are leading the league in turnovers. Most of them fumbles, uh, on sack fumbles on the quarterback. But Eli, has. A, there's going to be like a nostalgia that Giants fans feel when Eli walks out on the field and, and takes the snaps. And what if he leads us to 35 points and, you yeah. know, and, and a victory oh, and changes, oh, changes yeah. the narrative about him? The other thing that you can't not think about is that his career record is at 116 and 116, so he's a 500-uh, you know, career quarterback, which is fine, but it wouldn't be nice if he finished his career as a over 500 career quarterback. Yeah. So there's, there's a different level of rooting interest for Eli Manning uh, this this coming Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. But it, it's going to be fun in, a, in an odd way, if that makes any sense. Have you seen enough out of Daniel Jones? Because that first week, all the Giant fans in South Florida are like, we got our guy! Finally, yeah, we found right. everybody! And now it's like, hey, how do you feel now? And they go, oh, we don't really know. 
He did not yeah. playing well, the way he know, did in that comeback. Well, let me tell you. I mean, young quarterbacks are always going to be in trouble with timing, right? They they forget that their pockets aren't all aren't going to stay clean. College uh, competition is not even is nowhere right. near what you're getting in the National Football League. The, like the urgency and the fight of guys who even if they're blocked and you look at them and say, oh, that guy's my left, that my left tackle's got this DN blocked. He's not really blocked. He's still coming at you, uh, and and he's trying to get a strip sack. And so Daniel's got to learn that, and it's it's a it's a growing process, and hopefully over the over the summer he gets back to where he uh, where we feel confident about him. But I think the bigger issue is that there's there's a there's a lack of talent uh, on this Giants team defensively. So despite the fact that the record is is very subpar, it's exciting because hey, maybe we get Chase Young, right? So there's a there's a second thought, a second level that people are thinking about at this point in the year. But with Daniel specifically, he's got the skill set. I think interestingly, uh, what we've seen from Lamar Jackson, what we've seen from even Russell Wilson over the course of his career, Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals. He's an athlete, Daniel Jones. And some people, and me I'm being one of them, are saying, why aren't we utilizing his athletic ability? Right? Get him out of the pocket so if the pressure breaks down, he can take off and run. Um, you know, Do some different things offensively that we know he's can do because we saw him do it in college. So I think we were disappointed a little bit in the slide, but we also still believe that there's a lot of potential in Daniel Jones. Tiki, I'm guessing that Gettleman and a couple guys upstairs uh, might not uh, be uh, so upset if they do lose this game. By the way, you just brought up Chase Young. They want to stay in that spot or get close enough to that one spot so they can get a King's ransom. So someone that might yeah. want that quarterback out of LSU, including maybe the Dolphins at this point, and Eli going in there, uh, they're not going to be so upset if he ends his career at one what one seventeen or one eighteen, right? Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Secure that, you know, secure the bag and get that number two pick. Saquon Barkley, by the way, I know that we're keeping this real giant wise, but what do you think about him as, as this all purpose guy? Because obviously he came on the scene and set the world on fire, including in your yeah. market. Would you know that market better than anybody, that New York market? When you're on top, you're on top. But what do you think about Saquon and what he's doing and what he's done for this team so far? Yeah, I think Saquon's been amazing. The problem is, is it's one of the like, parts of your job as an NFL player be available and to be uh, healthy. I don't think he was healthy for a good chunk of this season with that high ankle sprain. Now, he came right back, but I think he was playing compromised. And, and, and I always say that because I would see him do things that he normally wouldn't do, like take on, instead of taking on a defender, like running through a, a shoulder and trying to break a tackle, he's trying to juke that defender. Uh, and that's because he's not confident to power through a guy. And so, uh, it's, it, I'm going to say it's a, it's a wasted or lost season, but it feels like he, he he took a sideways, if not backwards, step this year. I think also he's not being utilized fully. Right? Saquon's a great wide receiver. Um, he can catch the ball as good as, as as anyone, and we haven't seen him split out. We haven't seen him in motion. We haven't seen him do any of these things, and that may be because he's limited by uh, his, his, his ankle injury, um, but I think in the long haul, if he comes back solid and healthy like he was when he, his rookie season, um, he's going to be a special player because he's got the he's got all the ability in the world, and he's a smart kid and, and, a, and a willing uh, learner. And I think that's the most important thing. I want you to put your father cap on for me. I bet nobody's asked you. Put your father cap on and Tua <laughs> is your son. And he goes, Dad, Yeah. should I go back to Alabama and get healthy and show him? Or do I just turn pro and wherever I go, mid first round, late first round, maybe somebody's a little scared and it's early second round. What do I do? Yeah, if I'm to I'm if I'm to his father, uh, um, and I'm not obviously, I would tell him to he he should come out. Look, the medicine is different. I know people got scared uh, because of his injury being compared to Bo Jackson's hip injury, which obviously ended his career. But Bo tried to play on that thing, and Bo thought he was okay, and and his doctor probably said, "Yeah, you're Bo. You can do anything. Bo knows everything." 
everything, right? right. It's different now, and and they're they're, they're more cautious. Uh, and and the advancements have been have been uh, medically have 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 been fantastic. So he's going to get healthy, and I think he's gonna he's gonna be okay. Um, but if he goes back to school, then he risks having a very subpar season, and people will make excuses for it. Like they won't give you the reasons why; they'll just make excuses, and those excuses become the narrative. And all of a sudden, this this prospect who was who was can't miss becomes a question mark. Um, that question mark is is there now, but only because of health, not because of performance. If I'm advising him, I'm saying people believe in you right now. They're worried about your health, but they believe in you. Don't give them a reason not to believe in you anymore. So come out now. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Right. I, I agree. And by the way, what a mature guy. I can't wait to see what he has to say. Tiki, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming on with us. My pleasure, guys. Be well. Enjoy the, the right. weather. Yeah, we will. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tiki. <laughs> Be good, guys. Be good. Right. Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, Biff, they get you going in the mornings like no one else can. And if you want to download the podcast for that show or the podcast for this show, all you have to do, go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app for absolutely free, or go to our website, wqam.com, and download the podcast for absolutely free. Free is good. And next, going to have some free Dan Levitard. Going to be talking about the Lamar Jackson Advantage and some other good stuff. Hold tight. It's the Best of the Joe Show. Back with the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Follow, follow, follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Every day I step into the day spa. Ah, not just on this show, but also on my Twitter page. So give it a follow. And if you missed it, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows on the radio station wherever you get your podcast for free. Radio.com app, that's free. Or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Dan's the word, and Dan Levitard's the man. Weekdays, middays, right here on 560 The Joe. Earlier today, the man, along with his guys, talked about Lamar Jackson advantage, then had Dominic Foxworth weigh in. A San Francisco 49ers broadcaster named Tim Ryan, has been suspended for one game for saying, and this is where analytics go too far, like you're trying to explain things you haven't seen and you go to places that are questionable, that Lamar Jackson had an advantage because uh, the dark football blends into his dark skin and not uh, everyone knows where the ball is. And I understand why people are both getting mad at this and laughing at it, but I also remind you, and this part, this part I hadn't heard before. Eric Weddle did say after playing the Ravens the other day something I've never heard a player say in a football game. Eric Weddle, who's played in the year more, more than a decade. He's like, half the time, I didn't know where the football was. So it lends to analysts scurrying all over the place to explain how the hell is the football not in a place where Eric Weddle knows who to tackle? Because <laughs> Weddle was saying, I'm not making this up. He right. was saying, guys, half the, th they ran up and down the field on us because half the time I didn't know who to tackle because I didn't know where the football was. The trader said that, huh? Weddle? Uh, that's interesting that Eric Weddle said that, a guy who was not willing to give up any information about his former team. But I think what he's saying is that Lamar Jackson is just really good at doing that, at protecting Scott, the ball, at hiding the football. Just sit this out. <laughs> and by the way, Ryan threw in the purple jersey as well. I'm out of here. You're no, just they gonna, were I, the I didn't black, say get out. Jerseys. I just said sit it out. And Tim, Tim Ryan also mentioned the jerseys. Uh, here's something interesting. Is Tim Ryan right? Let's break this down. In a vacuum, is that an advantage? I, I mean, if not knowing where is it more of an advantage than say Matt Ryan? Just say this is a funny discussion. Like, and some people are obviously like offended, and it's 2019. We have to be careful. But does he have a point? 
I'm laughing at all of it for a number of different reasons, okay? First of all, the idea that you suspend him for one game because basically no one knows what to do with it. Like, our announcer said this thing, and we don't like the referencing. It's not exactly what this Italian newspaper did where they're previewing a game on Friday as Black Friday because there are a couple of black soccer players. Italy's lagging far behind. Yes, they have been lagging far behind. But lest you think it's only an Italy problem, I present to you analytics gone amok here where Tim Ryan has to explain what it is that Eric Weddle said where the hell's the football is it hiding in lamar jackson's skin well don't look at me (laughs) yeah don't even look at him well chris cody can't look at you i'm always accused of this by everyone and now we have a legitimately meaty race story a controversy has hit sports 49ers announcer has been suspended for one game because he said lamar jackson was able to conceal the football because the football's dark and he's dark clearly Tim Ryan is wrong, but is he right? We bring in a uh, noted former football player, player and uh, current uh, black man. I can sit this one out. Dominique Foxworth with us Woo-hoo! on ESPN Radio. So help me understand here. This is the part I actually want you to help me understand. I've never heard a player say what Eric Weddle said after right. facing the Ravens, where he said half the time he simply didn't know where the football was and he did not know who to tackle. Can you explain to me how the hell that's happening? Well, that's because you haven't seen an offense like this. So if you watch uh, wing T high school football, like that's the that's the premise of the offense. When you don't have super talented guys, you do a lot of misdirection and stuff like that. So that it's just because no one runs that type of stuff in college or high school, but they're running it in the NFL. So I think that's the reason for it. It is not because Lamar Jackson is a is a darkly or brown complected person. Like that is absurd to me. It was funny. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I just wish that they wouldn't have suspended him so he could have come back next week and say, There you go, Lamar Jackson with that play action skin tone. He's got a, he's got a mess point brown. <laughs> you, just, you can't stop him. But let's say hypothetically, let's go ahead and say that it is true that sometimes it could benefit you. And I understand the logic behind it. Although it's stupid, like I understand the logic that will lead you to that point. Can we, can we have that? Like baseball players, the ball is white and they are white. No one's complaining about that. Like a video of them. No one is out here saying how black quarterback or black uh, pitchers are disadvantaged because the ball is white. Like it just seems like an odd thing to bring up. And my last point is if it were true, so whenever I played, or all the years that I played from college through pros, we would always, or some players, especially offensive linemen and defensive linemen, would change their gloves at times based on the color of their opponent's jersey because they believe that it would make it harder for referees to see holding in that situation because your gloves could blend in with A the point player. in Tim Ryan's favor. And, so, and, okay, and Dominique, no, I, Dominique, I must me, say, in finish. baseball, there is a batter's eye. Right, okay. So let me finish. If that were the case, why aren't the quarterbacks just wearing brown gloves like we can solve this it's not his complexion like if you want if you want to trick people if you believe that you get some sort of advantage by having play action skin tone then why don't you just wear brown gloves like this just seems like a ridiculous and absurd you were a union player rep i don't know is it a is it a uniform violation you guys can't do i mean they didn't allow peyton manning to wear johnny unitas remembrance shoes like they don't allow that that stuff that was because that was because the shoes were not made and uh, approved. Like, if they're made by Nike or one of the approved um, outfitters, then you can wear them. Uh, so there, I, I am upset and a little disappointed that you're getting away from the fun of this and trying to actually answer the question. Like, I think it's a, kind of a foolish statement. Like, it's hilarious like that he would say this and that he got suspended for it. it is Are you not hilarious. familiar with my role as the straight man in these proceedings? <laughs> you're, you're not aware of that? You're the black man, I'm the straight man, and that's what we do. We do the, the dance. No? <laughs> 
I think it's yeah, fun. So, all right, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with us bringing this up, but I think that we should have black baseballs. Can we change that also? Put that on the poll, Guillermo at Lebitard Show. Should we have black baseballs? In the name of equality. Uh, thank you, Dominique. We appreciate you being on with us and offering us your perspective. But should he have been suspended? Uh, I mean, that's not for me to say. Like, I, I personally, I saw the news alert go by last night and I and I clicked it immediately because I was going to read it. And I expected something far more uh, salacious than what I read. When I read, it just seemed dumb. It didn't necessarily seem like offensive. But I guess that well, if we're going to if we're going to start, if we're going to start suspending sports analysts for dumb, we're not going to have any sports analysts left. <laughs> Oh, good luck. We'll have robots doing those jobs, too. Absolute craziness when you give people a microphone and they say all types of nonsense. Kind of sounds familiar. The day spa. (sighs) Up next, we're going to step into some Stephen A. Smith. He's talking with Damian Woody. And oh, yeah, some more Lamar Jackson than Cowboys Bears. The best of the Joe Show. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Everyone seems to be up in arms about this whole Tim Ryan comment about Lamar Jackson. So you know, Stephen A. Smith got to weigh in, got to preach, but also he brings Damian Woody in to kind of give his perspective. Here's what they talk about. Take nothing away from Lamar Jackson. Is Tim Ryan's comments racist? Then they get into the Cowboys-Bears match tonight what Dallas needs to do to win, and what is the Bears' deal. Just finished doing an outstanding job for us on first take this morning on Get Up before that. Uh, obviously contributes to NFL Live on a weekly basis as well. I'm talking about the one and only a two-time Super Bowl champion, Damian Woody, is on the line with us right now. What's going on, big boy? How are you, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Listen, before I get into the Dallas Cowboys-Chicago Bears game tonight, not going to keep you long today because of the slew of guests that I got in the boxing in the UFC world, but I had to get some football in here for this question to you. Tim Ryan, uh, the radio analyst for the 49ers, obviously was suspended for a game um, after talking about Lamar Jackson in the fashion that he did, basically talking about the dark pigmentation, makes it easy for him to hide the football, these kind of things, indicating that it contributes to his success to some degree. Your reaction when you learned about that and ultimately the one-game suspension that he received as a radio broadcaster? Well, first of all, when I saw it, I had to do a double take because I couldn't believe that somebody would really come out of their mouth and say something as ignorant as that. So that was my my, fir- my first thing. I thought we had a really good conversation on first t- first take, Stephen A. Uh, about this about this whole subject because what that comment does it diminishes it diminishes what Lamar Jackson has done on the football field. Okay, and we see this a lot with, when it comes to you know uh, black athletes, particularly like black quarterbacks. People always looking to diminish their accomplishments. What are the things that they're doing on the football field? Well. They're successful because of this. They're successful because of that. No, they're successful because of the hard work and the intelligence and the things that they're, the work that they're putting in to make them successful. We do this, you know, with Drew, we don't say these things about Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. So why in the world do we feel like we have to say these type of things to justify why an African-American quarterback is playing so well in the National Football League. So, I, I, you know, I'm disappointed in the, in the comment, but I don't think I don't think he deserves to lose his job. I think it was just an ignorant comment, but I don't know if it was necessarily a racist comment. Well, I, I, I agree with you that he doesn't deserve to lose his job, uh, but why are you supportive of it in that fashion? I am, you are, I gave my reasons. What's your reasons for supporting him not being fired? Because I just feel like you run a slippery slope. I think sometimes you got to give people an opportunity to learn from a mistake 
and hear and have dialogue of why it was so bad to make that comment in the first place. We're in this we're in this this society now where everything is is this whole cancel cancel culture where if somebody takes a you know misstep, oh I don't want anything, I want them to be done, I want them to be fired. Okay. If you if that's the route you want to go, I mean people can take this can go this route with anybody. And so is that where we want to go as a society? We need to have, you know, an opportunity to have dialogue and have people learn from their mistakes and then people can move on from it and not have this whole cancel culture that we're in now. Damien Woody right here with Stephen A, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. I completely agree with you, and I'm of this mindset too, Damien. I mean, we got to be careful or, or, or wondering or, or opening certain Pandora boxes because rules apply to everybody, A. Uh, but B, it's like it's also for from the purposes of our industry, we got to get to a point where we got to be careful. We want people to tell the truth, don't we? We want people lying all the time? I mean, I mean, hey, you, hey, you hit it right on the head because a lot of times, I always say if you give people enough time, they'll put their foot in their mouth. Hey, if somebody wants to out themselves, by all means, let them out themselves. Damian Woody right here with Stephen A, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Let's transition to some football items. Uh, let's get into the Dallas Cowboys, Chicago Bears game tonight. What's the number one thing you're looking for out of this game? I mean, listen, for me, it's about Dallas Cowboys, particular offense. They got to score touchdowns in the red zone. Steve Mayo, the last five games, in 17 trips to the red zone, they've only scored seven touchdowns. Okay, you can't have all this great personnel. Dak Prescott is playing at an all-pro level. You got Ezekiel Elliott. You got the offensive line. You got the weapons. You got everything, and you can't score in the red zone. That's really the difference as to why the Dallas Cowboys have been struggling over the last five games. They're not cashing in when they get to the red zone. What can they do to rectify that? Should they be giving the Ezekiel ball, uh, Elliott the ball more? Uh, should Keller Moore and Ray, Jason Garrett continue to go to business of finding out what Dak Prescott is worth, having him throw the football to the Amari Coopers and Gallops of the world? What should they be doing? It's what they should be doing, Stephen A. It's a it's an area that they underutilize, running Dak Prescott more in the zone read option type of game. Stephen A., they are second in the NFL when they run the, the, the zone read option. Second. But they don't run it enough. And particularly when you get to the red zone where the field is condensed and it's just harder for, harder for you to move the ball, that's an area of their game that they can utilize and expose a lot of teams with because they have an athletic quarterback. Well, let's transition to the Chicago Bears because that's the team they're going up against. You're talking about what the Dallas Cowboys could do. Remember, they're going up against the Chicago Bears defense that's the top five defense in the National Football League. Ninth against the pass, seventh against the run, but we know the personnel that they've got on the defensive side of the ball led by, led by Khalil Mack and those boys still got Malik Jackson and others in that squad. They bend, but they don't necessarily break too often. How do you feel about what you've seen from the Bears? Because we talked about them like they're 6-6, six and six, but we're forgetting that they've won three of their last four games. Well, here, here's the deal with the Bears. And I, think, and, I, and I actually spoke on this before the season. I said the Bears were going to take a step back out for a couple reasons. One, Vic Fangio moving on. But number two, Stephen A. They, they led the league in takeaways last year. By a large margin. That doesn't repeat itself year in and year out. The one thing that the Bears, they're, they're playing good defense, but they're not getting the takeaways like they were last year. And so when you have that combined with the way the offenses play, particularly with Mitchell Trubisky, that's why the Bears are sitting right now at 6-6. Six and six. So Trubisky is playing better, and as long as Trubisky is playing better, they're going to have a chance every week because the Bears' defense is really good. Do you believe in Mitchell Trubisky, or did you give up hope on him a no, long time ago? No, I'm going to even answer your question before you even finish it. No, I'm, I'm not a, a – 
a big believer in Mitchell Trubisky. I, I, I feel like the Chicago Bears are wasting, you know, one of the best defense in the National Football League with Mitchell Trubisky. I know he's a young quarterback. I get it. They can't do anything about you know, the, the draft and, you know, the fact that they passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. When it comes down to it, when it's crunch time, when you need plays, he's not the guy. He's not the guy that I feel like can take the Chicago Bears in a critical situation and score the critical points necessary to elevate the Chicago Bears to the next level, particularly in their own defense. Because right, right now, they're staring up at Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. What about Matt Nagy? What are your thoughts about him and the job that he's done? I think he's done a poor job this year. Listen, you know the type of quarterback that you have in Mitchell Trubisky. What made him so successful last year was how they utilized him, particularly outside the pocket. Mitchell Trubisky is the athletic quarterback. That's when he's really at his best. Get him outside the pocket. Let him go around and make some plays. And what we saw, what we've seen from Matt Nagy is it's almost like he's trying to, he was trying to constrict Mitchell Trubisky and have him play a certain way when it's not, that's not his game. The sound of a good play caller is doing things to accentuate the best of your players. And he hasn't been doing that consistently with Mitchell Trubisky. So who you got tonight? I got Dallas. And You're I'm just trying to hold on Dallas. to the fact that you I'm picked them to be your Super Bowl Dallas. pick. I'm gonna keep riding. Yes, I did pick the Dallas Cowboys as my Super Bowl pick. I'm gonna ride Dallas until the whole thing comes crashing down. You should. Be I'm ashamed going with the yourself. Dallas Cowboys. You should be ashamed of yourself. You really, really should. I'm going. Hey, you, you, you really know should be ashamed why I of yourself. That. You really. Should you be know why I'm saying that. Shame on you. Shame on you. Get out of here, Damian well, Woody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, all right, brother. <laughs> Take it easy. All I know, Lamar Jackson from right up in Pompano Beach, and he is balling out in the NFL. I think he's just a tough customer. One tough hombre, so congratulations to him and the way he has produced on the field. We will produce another Best of the Joe show tomorrow, 6 o'clock in the evening, so won't you please join us. Also download the podcast wherever you get your podcast, radio.com app, or go to our website, wqam.com. Remember to follow me at Dan Day Radio. My name is Dan Day, but put the radio behind it because that's kind of what I do. So check it out on Twitter. Step into the day spa. Have some fun tomorrow, Friday. Heat are going to be playing Best of the Joe Show and so many other great things because it's a weekend in Miami, so get ready. Once again, I am Dan Day. Thanks for listening. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.